Namaste and welcome back. Today I would like to give a few more perspectives on life on the other side. When we are talking about life after life or life after death, it's a very difficult topic. It has many perspectives. many people may accept some of these things many they do not accept different religions have different perspectives each religion says what we are saying is the right one others are wrong different societies different uh, tribal societies they have their own way of looking at life and death the indian philosophy has looked into it and elaborately discussed about it for thousands of years this is one of the most important topic in the indian philosophy it comes up in many upanishads in fact it comes up everywhere in indian philosophy because this is a topic which most of us would like to know it gives lot of pain when we see death when our loved ones leave us and go we get intense pain grief that makes us ask questions some people ask these questions but then they forget those questions in a few days and then life continues again when death visits us the most uninvited death most uninvited guest death when it visits it always brings grief even when people are sick when they leave sometimes people around feel that at least now there is a release there is a relief for the person who is suffering but at the same time we miss that person and there is grief and sorrow so that is why this question was taken up and discussed many times in some of the upanishads like for example in one of the important upanishads katha upanishad katha upanishad discussion between lord of death yama and the boy nachiketa the teacher yama doesn't want to answer tries to answer many other things but not this important question because the boy asks about this question what happens after death some people say that the life continues after death and some people say that the life is finished after death it is one life some people say like that what actually happens when the boy asks the teacher doesn't want to answer he tries to give him some goodies some things different bones he tries to give them and then try to evade the answer 
when the boy insists on the answer then the teacher tells that it's a difficult question why are you asking me i don't want to i want to avoid sort of so today i would like to give another perspective which is the advaita perspective non dual philosophical perspective as i already mentioned each perspective they tell that is theirs is ultimate different religions say this is what we are saying is the right thing and if you don't believe you will go to hell they try to create fear or they try to create some sort of guilt if you don't believe what i am telling then you will suffer more things like this the indian philosophy keeps things open you are free to choose which our perspective you want the advaita perspective or the non dual perspective is one of the most broadest the biggest perspective it is like for example you are describing a place sitting in that place or you are describing that place going in a helicopter or a plane and then looking from there and then describing the place it gives a bigger perspective but of course we can never say that one perspective is wrong and the other perspective is right it's one has to choose one has to understand and appreciate what we are talking the advaita perspective or non dual philosophical approach is the most scientific approach in a way we can call i in fact i i'm sorry i should not use the word scientific because scientific what we say is most unscientific so let me not get into that but it's a very logical approach the perspective is like this let us take a simple example of wave and what ocean example of wave and ocean i am telling i am taking you may ask uh, that why am i taking examples through examples empirical examples we can explain einstein tried to explain theory of relativity using empirical experiments he didn't give a mathematical proof later mathematicians sat and made a proof for what he was talking there is nothing wrong in taking examples and we are trying to understand certain deeper concepts let us take the example of wave and ocean when we look at the standpoint of wave and ocean wave is small limited ocean is unlimited they are different another perspective wave is a part of the ocean wave is born in the ocean sustained by the ocean goes back into the ocean wave is a part of the ocean is another perspective wave is ocean is another perspective because wave is not different from the ocean because both are nothing but water if you remove water there is no wave if you remove water there is no ocean that's why we say wave is ocean or you can say there is no wave there is no ocean what is there is only water but at the same time we cannot really say there is no wave because we see the wave we experience the wave when you are trying to surf there are waves if there are no waves you cannot surf surfing is done you experience surfing so you have to say there is wave but you cannot say that there is wave independent of the water 
so from that perspective wave and ocean are one because they truth the satyam independent reality is nothing but water that is where we say wave and ocean are dependent realities they depend on water for their existence so now taking this simple example from the standpoint of water look at the wave from the standpoint of water there is no wave there is water before the wave came into existence there is water after the wave ceased to exist and there is water even when there is a wave but imagining that wave is given a mind wave can think if you think that if you just give another mind you set a mind fix a mind to the wave wave will also start thinking planning analyzing calculating worrying comparing all these things will come up wave will have emotions so the wave will start thinking that initially will think that i am a young wave i am a strong wave i will conquer the ocean sky is my limit and it will start raising and it's a young strong wave ambitious looks around and compares itself to the other waves and says that i can do better than the other wave looks at the older waves and thinks oh they are old waves i am young wave so it goes on but then the same young wave when it starts getting old will start worrying that i am getting old i don't have the same strength as i used to have before i am now slowing down my reflexes are coming down i have some gray hair i have some weak joints weak digestion weak eyesight weak hearing my teeth are giving me problem now my joints are making sounds so it starts feeling insecure not feeling so happy sometimes the wave falls sick also and now we'll start thinking as the wave is getting old see some of its friends and companions already died so i'm going to die what will happen to me after i die now from the standpoint of water if you look at it the wave never dies as water the wave was existing before it was a wave after it ceases to be a wave still it is water and as a wave the reality of wave is nothing but water because the wave is identifying itself with its name and form and function nama rupa kriya name form functions it thinks that he or she i am a male wave strong dominating i am a tender gentle wave a female wave so identifying itself with different aspects of the wave starts thinking that i will die once i cease to be a wave and that gives rise to fear worry and thinking so from the advaita standpoint the non dual philosophy says that there is only water 
what you call wave is nothing but water so when the perspective of the wave the mind of the wave gets tuned to its reality water then wave starts understanding that i was there before i was a wave i will be there even after i cease to be a wave even now i am not really a wave but i am water but i continue to experience being a wave without really being a wave because i am water this is the perspective of advaita vedanta which says that you never die you were there before nothing can really kill you you are immortal you are permanent you are eternal all these expressions are used in texts like bhagavad gita upanishads and many other philosophical texts people who don't understand this standpoint they criticize they are like people who know nothing but talk a lot because they know something else is exactly like i don't know anything in physics and i and i keep saying that oh einstein knows nothing or newton's whatever he said was stupid things like this there are people who without knowing anything they pass judgments even scientists can do that scientists should stick to their scientific inquiries but when they come to philosophy they should spend enough time before they come to judgments as scientists spend lot of time in their subjects we respect them we listen to them most of the time we trust them though they keep changing their theories every other day we keep trusting them but the same scientists don't have that reverence towards the philosophy which was given thousands of years before and stayed with the time you need to understand these things spend some time to understand and appreciate so the standpoint of advaita is that we as consciousness we as chaitanyam satchitananda consciousness we don't die we exist the existence knowing and bliss satchitananda when we tune to the consciousness when the mind gets tuned to the consciousness then there can be the experience of being we cannot experience consciousness as an object because consciousness is not the object everything is the object of consciousness in fact everything exists in consciousness and everything is consciousness this is one of the difficulties which people find you can see but you cannot see that which makes you see so that's why there is there are discussions in upanishads by what i see by what i hear or smell or touch or taste that which makes us see that which makes us think that which makes us smell taste touch we cannot see that as an object because consciousness which is the truth cannot be the object of something else because it is the subject and that subject is not different from your own true self there are no two selves there is only one self that is the true self 
this was esoterically pointed out in bible as i am that i am i and father are one that is pointed out in upanishads as aham brahmasmi i am that i am that truth tattvamasi you are that prajnanam brahma the consciousness is the truth the ultimate truth ayam atma brahma that truth is not different from my truth all these are different expressions given in the upanishads they try to say is exactly like the wave asserts itself saying i am water i am water i don't die i don't die when the wave says even when the wave is going to die as a wave says i never die i am immortal he is from the standpoint of i am nothing but water that realization sometimes it's it's bit difficult for the mind to comprehend because the truth cannot be comprehended by the mind because the ability to comprehend comes to the mind because of consciousness we can appreciate and the mind subsides and then the truth alone prevails it's a very tricky thing another day to day experience also explains this i'll quickly give you a simple example it is our own dream in our dream everyday dream some people say we don't dream at all they start they should start working they should start remembering their dreams then they will understand that they dream everyone dreams in the dream we experience so many things in the dream i may be walking on the beach and then i meet my friend and then i see a dog walking by my side and then someone is doing kite surfing someone is swimming then there are vendors i am walking on the sand the waves are coming and touching my feet the coolness of the water the beautiful sunset which is happening so all this is a part of my dream when i am dreaming the dream is real i am different from different things in my dream i am different from my friend in my dream both of us are talking and walking but then when i wake up from my dream i can understand that all the things in the dream were made up of the same thing though there was duality though there was subject and object in the dream i was different from my friend and the dog and the beach and the sun who was setting in the dream when i was dreaming i was experiencing them different from myself but when i wake up from the dream i can understand that all that in the dream was made up of the same stuff the consciousness this is the advaitic realization the unity consciousness realization once one gets to this state of appreciation then they can understand that there is no death the death is only to the physical body the subtle body and causal body continue and a time can be there when even the subtle body and causal body merge into the totality and that totality is not different from my truth
the self of the wave is not different from the self of the ocean the self of the bulb is not different from the self of the air con both are electricity so like this the appreciation can happen when the mind becomes quiet and clear and if it is assimilated intellectually understood emotionally assimilated and assimilated at the cellular level it becomes a complete enlightenment that is when one can experience that one is never born nor never will die the self is immortal the self is immortal i am immortal i am that truth aham brahmasmi om shanti shanti shanti